ECU? Do you breathe purple and gold? Are you ready to hoist the colors? Now, time for the most in-depth look at the world of ECU athletics. Welcome in to Hoist the Colors with your host, Stephen Igo on 94.3 The Game. Watch the show live on Facebook and at 94.3thegame.com. Now, here's your host, Stephen Igo. All right, welcome in to Hoist the Colors, Tuesday, January 16th edition of the program. Really excited about today's show. We're going to continue our chats with ECU student-athletes. Of course, last week we had Savone Revel on, ECU cornerback through Team Boneyard. Yesterday we had Carter Cunningham and Trey Savage from ECU Baseball on through Team Boneyard. Today we will visit with Deontay Johnson, ECU defensive tackle, senior defensive tackle. He'll join us here shortly. He's making his way over from campus. And we will have him on the program for a couple of segments. All right, Philip Pilkington is producing today. As always, we are live on YouTube, live on Facebook. If you've got a question for us, drop it there. We'll get to it throughout the next hour. Philip, we've got some big baseball news to start with. I guess big in the sense that it's preseason and we don't really have anything to talk about. So we... Consider preseason rankings big, and I'll be honest, number 11 for East Carolina, according to the D1 Baseball Poll, and I should preface this by saying there are a million top 25 polls in college baseball, and the one that I will reference the most is D1 Baseball, because there's no official poll, but I respect their writers the most. We will also reference Baseball America, and there's other out there, there's, there are others out there as well, but D1 Baseball, I feel like, is is typically... The best. They have the strongest pulse. Do I disagree with some of the stuff they write and say? Yes, but I feel like they do a fair job for the most part. So they have ECU at number 11, coming off a 47 to 19 season. I have to be honest, Philip, this is a little higher than I thought East Carolina would be. I was expecting in the 15 to 20 range. And uh, the Pirates in at number 11, just outside the top 10. So a lot of love from D1 baseball for the Pirates. Yeah, and you know, I agree with you there, Steven. I thought they were going to be lower, and it's not from a lack of ceiling that I think that this team has. It's a lack of, you know, consistency and guys returning from a year ago. You lose AMAC. They're still not 100% sure. We believe Dixon Williams will step into that spot at third. But, um, you know, the rotation, we know who the top two guys are, and we might get into that here in a second as to that might be the reason they are as high as they are. But there's just some uncertainty going into the season, and I think that uncertainty was going to hurt the Pirates in this ranking. I was thinking they would be closer to like a 15, where North Carolina came in, and maybe North Carolina would be up closer to 13. But uh, hey, if they respect us this much, I do believe the Pirates' ceiling is very high this year, so I can definitely see it. But yeah, just the uncertainty this early in the season, I thought, would have brought them down, kind of like you said, that back half of the top 20. Couple news and notes. Wake Forest, last year's national runner up. They are preseason number one. 54 wins a year ago. Florida is two. Arkansas, three. LSU, four. TCU, five. That rounds out the top five. Duke at number 12, just behind ECU. NC State at number 13, also behind ECU. Virginia, which defeated ECU in last year's Charlottesville Regional and went on to uh, win the Super Regional over Duke and make Omaha. They are number 14. They had some significant losses from their lineup, but should be very talented once again. North Carolina, number 15. Of course, ECU will play 
UNC the second weekend of the season in that traveling series, Chapel Hill, uh, Fayetteville, and then Greenville for the final games. That'll be a big weekend series uh, to start off with after the Pirates host Ryder. ECU will play Duke once. They will play a home-and-home with NC State. Coastal Carolina also in at number 18. Northeastern from the CAA in at number 23. So, Philip, looks like another strong season in the Carolinas for baseball. You kind of mentioned it earlier, but really ECU, Duke, NC State, UNC, four teams separated by five spots in the top 25. So I think we'll have some regional hosts kind of battling you know, potentially throughout the season if these teams live up, live up to their expectations. Yeah, and you wonder how much will the committee take those midweek results into who gets to host? Because to your point, they will only allow so many teams. They don't like to come out and truly admit that they, they say they give the best 16. But they the way the regions work... They don't want to have too many teams from one specific area of the country to host for travel reasons. So if a team like Northeastern is the 18th best team, but they're the only team in the Northeast, they could slide in and then bump one of these North Carolina teams out of one of those spots. So I don't know how much they're going to take those midweek games into consideration when we play Duke, NC State, and North Carolina. But to your point, there are going to be a lot of teams right there on the cusp. Of course, if you're the number seven team in the country, you're not going to get booted. But if you're the number 16 team, does that cause you to just fall out because of the fact that the number 15 team is only 80 miles down the road? So it's going to be really interesting to see what the committee does. Obviously, the committee doesn't decide it. The players do throughout the season. It's a long baseball season. They're going to play over 40 games, but it's going to be really interesting to see how this all plays out when, to your point, there's so many teams right there on the cusp, right there around that 16 number that all reside in two states. When you look at, well, three states, if you look at Virginia, Coastal Carolina, and then the teams here in North Carolina. No doubt. Clemson as well, number 10. So it's it's a crazy, you know, this this is just college baseball in the Carolinas and in the you know, in this mid-Atlantic southeast region, it is great baseball year in and year out. I think a lot of this, I, I got some text on, you know, why is ECU so high in the rankings? And I feel like a lot of this is due to, you know, not only the returning names we know, like Jacob Starling, Carter Cunningham, Justin Wilcoxon, but I feel like there's not too many teams in the country that have the potential one-two punch of Trey Savage and Zach Root. We're talking about two guys who could, again, potentially be first-round picks if they live up to their their expectations, stay healthy. Savage is in a draft year. Zach Root will be in a draft year next year. There's not too many left-handers in the country throwing 92 to 96. With his off-speed, Savage, we saw what he could do last year in his first year as a starter. And if you have those two guys healthy, leading your rotation all year, you're going to be the favorite pretty much every weekend series. And I think if you win every weekend series, clearly you're going to be in great shape. So I think a lot of this is due to that potential one-two punch, Phillip. And we'll see how it plays out. You know, they got to go out there and perform on game day. Zach Root has to take that next step from the offseason to the season. But a uh, lot of lot of potential with that group and what can potentially lead the way there. They could. And, you know, to your point with that one-two punch, D1 baseball has always been biased to that one-two punch. We saw it with Vanderbilt a few years ago, and they came in as the number one team in the country because they had two ace pitchers. 
even though maybe their roster one to twenty seven was not or one to twenty six whatever it is was not maybe the best in the country. But to your point, it's whoever has the most potential to win the most weekend series. And at the end of the day, would you love to sweep every opponent? Of course. But if you can go out there and go two and three every single weekend. You're going to be a good baseball team. And to your point here with these two pitchers, there are very few one-two punches like them in the country. And when you look at, I know it, you, they don't do preseason rankings based off opponents, but the Pirates are going to be favored to win every weekend series other than maybe the North Carolina series, but still probably that one as well because of those two guys. And, you know, other than quarterback, there is no position like pitcher in sports that can affect a game. A pitcher can go out there and single-handedly win you a game if you win the game one to nothing because you're probably going to manufacture at least one run. And if he can go out there and throw nine shutout innings, not saying that Zach or Trey Savage do that every time out, but the ability to do that and the fact that Root and Uriah Savage will probably, hopefully, between the two of them, play 50% of your games this year because you only play four games in a week, and they start two of the games. Um, that gives you a big opportunity, and then obviously the midweek just kind of takes care of itself. No doubt, ECU will open its season February 16th against Ryder, which, by the way, was in the Durham Regional last year. And uh, very capable teams. That'll be a big weekend series. February 16th, Friday. We are a month out exactly from ECU baseball. Hard to believe. All right, again, we'll be joined by Deontay Johnson here shortly. Philip Pilkinson producing today's show. Philip, did you have a chance to watch the NFL playoffs yesterday? And, and, and quite honestly, it was kind of a disappointing weekend from a results standpoint and competitiveness standpoint. I did enjoy seeing the Dallas Cowboys get smoked. But outside of that, and really outside of the Lions game against the Rams, just was not a very compelling weekend of wild card action. No, it wasn't. You know, when you the Cleveland Houston game, you know, had the potential, I think, early and then a couple big plays happened that got Houston ahead, Cleveland kind of tried to play from behind, had a couple pick sixes, so at least that one was close early. Uh, you know, Pittsburgh had that late rally, um, but yeah, unfortunately, it just seemed like it was pretty clear from the opening kick in most of the games, with the exception of, like you said, that Rams-Lions game as to who the favorite was going to be. The teams that were down never really seemed to make adjustments. Yes, I'm kind of signaling the Philadelphia Eagles out with that comment and their lack of adjustments against that zero blitz that they faced last night and never working the ball to the middle of the field, but it was definitely a disappointing wild card weekend, and hopefully uh, we got all the crap games out of the way. There are seven more NFL games this season, and uh, some of the matchups this weekend look like they could be some of the same, unfortunately, but there's still some intriguing matchups. We'll get into more of that on Friday. But overall, yeah, definitely a disappointing wild card weekend and uh, kind of weird to say the college football playoff was more entertaining than wild card weekend, but it was. No doubt. I'm excited. I'm genuinely excited, Philip, about the AFC playoffs. Like Texans, Ravens, I know the Ravens will be the, the favorite, but Stroud, Lamar Jackson. I mean, that's going to be an awesome game. And then, you know, Bills Chiefs, this time in Buffalo instead of Kansas City. I'm, I'm ready to see Patrick Mahomes on the road in the playoffs. So, like, AFC, I'm pretty jacked about. NFC, I honestly think it's just going to end up being Niners-Lions, which will be a great NFC championship game if that occurs. But I can't see the Bucks 
winning on the road. Um, you know, as much as I love Baker and as good as they played last night, the Eagles are frauds. And then the Packers, I mean, do we really expect the Packers to go to San Francisco and win? So I feel like the NFC is almost a foregone conclusion, whereas the AFC, I think any scenario is possible the way Stroud's playing and, and obviously Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, the only nod I would maybe give in the NFC is could Todd Bowles really cook up something for that, that Lions offense? If he does, they could maybe keep it close, but I, I do agree with you uh, that the AFC does look a little more intriguing to watch than the NFC. But to your point, I was, you know, everybody I was with was like pulling for the Dolphins the other day. I'm like, no, I want to see the Chiefs win this game because I want to see Patrick Mahomes have to go to Buffalo. He's never played a road playoff game. He's played three neutral site games. One of those was a Super Bowl in Tampa against Tampa. There's only 25,000 people there because it was the COVID season. So I would love to see him on the road. Josh Allen, 3-1 and one all-time against Patty in the regular season. Patty's never lost to Josh in the playoffs, but he's never had to go to Orchard Park in January. It's going to be cold. Of course, it gets cold in Kansas City, too. But those fans, it's a different environment. I am so intrigued for 640 on Sunday afternoon. Hey, you got the you got the start time locked in, so you definitely are ready to go. Uh, so let's look. We'll look forward to that again. We'll have Joe Sampson on Friday's show, and we'll make our picks. By the way, I did game again. I gained a game on Philip in our standings. I'm two games back with seven playoff games to go, so I have a chance to catch Philip for our season picks lead. We'll we'll update you on that on Friday's show. All right, let's get a break in. We'll be joined by Deontay Johnson, ECU senior defensive lineman. On the other side, this is Hoist the Colors on a Tuesday. Everything you need to know in the world of ECU athletics. This is Hoist the Colors with Stephen Igo on 94.3 The Game. All right, welcome back into Hoist the Colors on this Tuesday, January 16th edition of the program. Very excited about today's guest. He is Deontay Johnson. Love watching him play on the field for the Pirates and also like talking to him because he got a great personality. How's it going, Deontay? Good, man. Blessed to be here. See you another day, man. No doubt. Well, Deontay, part of our partnership with Team Boneyard, highlighting many of the student athletes over at East Carolina. We had Sav- All right, so we had Savone Revel. Apparently, yeah. that's his name. When did y'all find out his name? I didn't Savone. find out to the interview. Really? <laughs> So what's, was, what's up with that, man? I I'm still know. calling him Siobhan. I was about to say, I'm, I'm going to have a problem. Like, I'm going to struggle saying Savon. Yeah. I'm going to just say Siobhan. He's going to know what I'm talking about. I know. He said he was trying to keep it a secret or something. That would have like, been a tough fun fact, though. Yeah, like, no I've doubt. I've been misnamed my whole college career. Right. Because, like, obviously, so, so yours is Deontay. Yeah. How many people pre- pronounce it like Deonta or mess it up? Deonta. They call me Dante. Donta. Like, Right, so you're used to it as well. My last yeah. name, I go, gets jacked up all the time. So at least we can <laughs> we can relate to that. Well, how's the off season going, man? How's it going uh, this far? Yesterday we uh, had a little measurements and stuff. And then the day was our first workout. And then we got a lot of new guys and stuff. So it was a bunch of like teach stuff. But I feel like it's ready to be great. A lot of the new guys, they ready, just ready to work. Mm-hmm. That's what I love about it. So when a new guy, and we talked about this a little bit with uh, Savone as well, but when a new guy comes in and, like, they just come in with their head down working, like that mm-hmm. kind of – that's probably the best way they can earn kind of the respect yeah. of the teammates, right? Yeah, but, you know, I like to bring the personality out right. of people. You feel me? So I just like to, like, I feel you here to work, but you feel me? You ain't got to be all uptight. Like, right. We still – we just – we normal people just like you. Dog. No doubt. Well, so so like, is today like the official day one of what winter workouts? Like, yes. what is the official term of it? Is that yes, that's okay. that. exactly. So, take us through a general 
Is this like a daily thing? Or are y'all getting up at like 5 a.m.? Like what time? Yeah, I got up at 5 this morning. Okay. Uh, workout, class, I can't hear. Right. So what do you do? You do anything on the back end of the day too, as far as working out, or do you have like player led workouts or anything like that? Uh, not right now. Now we just like a bunch of new guys. We just bringing everybody in together in the evenings and stuff to try to get them to understand like what's about to go on, like the playbook schemes and all that. Like they're not familiar with it. Right. And then for the older guys, just to just remind them, keep us sharp. No doubt, Deontay Johnson is with us. All right. So winter workouts going on. What do you like? What what's, what lift is your favorite to do in the in the Murphy Center? Uh, squat, bench, or no? Nah, I hate squats. Yeah, uh, <laughs> my knees ain't no good no more. <laughs> I understand that. Yeah, uh, I definitely. A while it's ago. bench and clean, right? Definitely clean when y'all do and just I guess bench or anything when y'all do that and y'all are in that team environment. Like, how much does it help you when your team is kind of rooting you on and you feel that energy? Like, you know, if I go to the gym, I'm working out by myself. Yeah, I get it's bored. different. That's why. I, <laughs> I love when we get, like, we take breaks and stuff. I love when we come back because it's, like, it's structured and right. you got somebody who got the same mindset as, you know what I mean? But then rather you by yourself, you're like, man. <laughs> do but I really want to do yeah, this? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But you know you're not, you don't want to let your teammate down. Right. What's uh, what's it like working out under Big John? I know he's got a staff as well. Like, yeah. How does he keep you guys motivated? Big John and his staff, he just, they just keep it real with us. And then it's like, out of all of them, like, out of the five uh, strength coaches, like, you could talk to at least one of them, you know what I mean? So it's just like, just having that support and just knowing they want the best for you. I love it. So it's your fifth year at yeah. ECU. Where have you seen the most gains, like, in the weight room over that time? Like, can you compare and contrast, like, freshman Deontay Johnson versus where oh you are God. now? <laughs> freshman Deontay, I was – I had shoulder surgery January before I came to school, and then COVID hit. So oh I was gosh. huge. I got up to 318. Wow. That was the biggest I ever been in my life. I couldn't move like that though. So you had to come back and kind of rework it, which is normal for a freshman. Yeah. Not even not in COVID. Yeah. So you had to really deal with all that. Yeah, just this. transforming my body from what it was to like what I am now. And I still want to lose a stomach a little bit. Right. But just the transformation of my body—that's what keep me going every time. We talked to you last year during the season, and it was one of those things where you kind of brought up the point. Like, you've dealt with injuries mm-hmm. every year prior to last year. You know, you were obviously starting in 2022. Mm-hmm. You got hurt in the state game. You missed a good significant portion of the season. Still played a lot. But last year was, like, the first year you were fully on the field every game. Mm-hmm. So what was it like, you know, kind of seeing you, you reach your potential last year as an individual player and everything? I still – I really don't think I'm there yet. Yeah. You feel me? I've played good, but I definitely left stuff out there. Not like, you feel me? I don't have no regrets. Right. But it's stuff I could have did differently, you know what I mean? What were you happy with? with yeah, I was definitely happy to see, like, the keep for my family, you feel me? They come out there, they have something to look at every game, not me sit on the sideline. Right. Or, or I'm hurt, you know what I mean? So just having them there and able to watch me, that's my motivation that kept me going. And then just knowing how I feel to not have a game, like having to sit back and look. And I ain't never trying to go through that again. Uh, when you look at your background and, and, you know, developing the way you guys has as, as a defensive line, when y'all came in in 2020, yeah. again, you had to deal with COVID. A lot of y'all, though, came in together, had to play under the fire, really, like, trying to learn yeah. on, the, on the job. Like, how crazy has it been to kind of see that whole room and yourself develop over that time? I was, we were just talking to me, Eli, and Sue, like, bro, we really came, went from boys to men with each other. Right. Like, we really grew up 
we learning it, got through in the fire, came out. And now we on the other end of it. So now we just trying to be them bigger role models for the, the younger guys coming up. Let them know, you feel me, one day this going to be you. Right. You might not be playing a lot right now, but one day you can be exactly where I'm at. When you look at taking that leadership role, and you were kind of in that role last mm-hmm. year too, you know, is it more vocal? Is it more showing by example or a little bit of both? Uh, I'm really just the type to, I'm going to work hard. I'm going to just lead by example. Right. And then most of the time, like, without me even knowing, that's what really brought people to me, like, having them looking at me as a leader. But I'm the type to just do the right thing, and then hopefully everybody else follow. And then, so that's what I've been doing. I'm sticking with it. Let's go back to your background, Dinwiddie. Uh, high school, Dinwiddie, yeah. Virginia. County. You had uh, a lot of uh, offers coming out of high school. So what led you to, to East Carolina at that time? Uh, uh, my bond with Coach Houston, and at the moment it was Coach Hanson, mm-hmm. who was the D-line coach. He retired after I uh, committed a few weeks. But then just my bond with them, and then I came here uh, on a visit. I told my pops, my best friend, like, I think this is the spot. And then it was just like, it's far enough from home so I can focus. And then it's close enough where if my family need to see me or something, or I need to go back home right quick, I can handle whatever. So y'all made, according to your bio, you know, you helped lead your team to a trio of state playoff appearances. Mm-hmm. Playing bo- so you played both O-line and D-line for yeah. Dinwiddie? <laughs> yeah. So how did that right, go? Man. Did, you, any, any, did you get recruited off for O-line? Uh, a few skills, but okay. ask me what I wanted to play. I'm like, you were D-line yeah. guy. And then you also wrestled. So, all right, yeah. forty-seven and one record in the two eighty-five pound weight class. What yeah. was your uh, What was your loss? Do you remember your loss? Does that still stick with you to this day? Semifinals, the only okay. match undefeated all season. Forty-five and forty-five and zero, and then I lost. I was two sixty at the time. Oh right? really? So, and I've always been up in situations, or you feel me, all like throughout the whole season, except for like a few. But this one, this dude was bigger than me. So he was like, he was cutting weight to make the weight. Right. And then, so I had, uh, it was 1-1 at the end of one of the, uh, periods. I got up for the escape. I took a shot. So I got, right now it's 2-1. And then I took a shot because it looked like he was getting up slow. So I tried to catch him as soon as he rose up. He just plopped down on me. And uh-huh. then I was trying to fight it out. I fought for like a whole minute. And then I eventually, just lost by points. It ended up being 3-2. The only match I ever lost. Yeah, 47-1. Pretty dang good. <laughs> so, hey, but they always say, like, the one loss sticks with you more than yeah. all the wins. Uh, Definitely. But obviously a lot of success, too. So was it football and then wrestling, or did you do wrestling and then football? I'm going to tell you how wrestling came about. So my friend, we played rec league in middle school together, but then he had stopped playing football to wrestle. And I stopped doing everything, just football. Right. So then he was like, uh, we was talking one day. I was like, bro, you really need to come back. Like, come back and play football. So he like, uh, he like, man, how about this? If I go out, uh, if I go out to play football, you got to come out and wrestle after the season. So in my head, like, shoot, I got him. Right. I'm, not, I'm not finna go wrestle. So I was like, shoot, I got him. But hopefully, luckily he came, and then he ended up being my star, my star Mike. Wow. So it worked out pretty good. Yeah. Did you ever think you would like wrestling or be that good at it? Yeah. Uh, nah, because I just like being dominant. Right. So that was my, you feel me? Mm-hmm. And it was like, I knew it was going to help me, like, conditioning-wise and, like, just being able to stay light on my feet, keep me on my toes. 
I mean, I, I've covered a few high school wrestling events in my day, you know, locally here in, in the Pitt County, and I mean, it's physical, man. It's yeah. I mean, you got to be tough, obviously. Definitely. So like, how and you know, obviously, got to be tough to play football, but it feels like those two sports you can you can have a yeah. lot of you know similarities, or especially in my those. position, yeah. just knowing like leverage and just aggression, right? <laughs> leverage and aggression. I promise you. And also, like, if you, you know, maybe if you get pushed back on the initial push, you kind of know how to fight back. Yeah, leverage, like, yeah. sit down, reset. Right. So, all right, so Deontay Johnson, 47-1 as a wrestler, also very successful on the football gridiron. Is there a game from your high school time in football that sticks out the most that you remember yeah, when you play? I got the, like, my area, I got the sack record. I got okay. six sacks in the game. Six sacks in the game. Yeah. Had to be uh, the quarterback had to be pretty sore the next day. Yeah, that's my boy though. Oh yeah, <laughs> he's still my boy though. What? Who are y'all playing? Uh, Petersburg High School. Okay, good stuff. And uh, Deontay Johnson. All right, so nickname is the Joker. No, my nickname is Big Tay. Big Tay. Everybody just but somebody calls you. Joker. Everybody just know I love the Joker. Okay, so you like the Joker yeah. from Batman. Um, so nickname Big Tay. What 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 made you like the Joker? I don't know. I just feel like he misunderstood. Right. And then, he just when you get him to that point, he gonna explode. So nobody, he, really, he don't really bother nobody. But when you get him to that point, he reaches a new level. Yeah. So you like uh, what was it, Dark Knight Rises? I ain't really into all the Batman stuff. I just watched it like the actual Joker. The Joker. Movies. Yeah. The Joker movie was good. Yeah. I really enjoyed that. So you, would you go see that in theaters or wait for it to come out on DVD? Uh. It was probably a few years ago now. Yeah, it was a few years ago. I think I seen it on, what's the name? It was on one of the apps, the streaming apps. Oh, okay. Yeah. You can find it all on the streaming <laughs> apps these days. What do you like to do in your free time, man, when you, when you, you know, obviously you are pretty busy, but when yeah. you do get some free time, what do you like to do? Uh, Play the game, chill with my boys, play with my dog. Is it Call of Duty that you are playing or like Madden? I'll be, on, I'll 2K? be on 2K. 2K. And Madden, then I switch it up to Fortnite. Okay. Who's the best at 2K? Everybody always says themselves. I feel we like. playing. What's the name? If we playing, I'm saying me and Sue. Me and Sue the best on the team. Facts. Sue Radware. Yes. Yeah. Well, we'll have to have like actual official team tournament one yes. day. And y'all I'm can telling you, it. me and Sue, we killing anybody. <laughs> Deontay Johnson in studio. Let's get a break in. We'll come back. We'll get to some of our fan questions. We'll also talk about uh, you know more about the D line room and also some of the. The new additions, some of the guys returning. We'll get into some of that as well here this offseason. This is Hoist the Colors on a Tuesday. We're live with Stephen Igo on 94.3 The Game. Hoist the Johnny Roger! Now, back to Hoist the Colors. All right, welcome back into Hoist the Colors here Tuesday, 94.3 The Game. Deontay Johnson in studio, part of our initiative with Team Boneyard. NIL Collective, head to teamboneyard.org. You can uh, contribute. I know these guys I mean, are definitely appreciative of that. Just, what, what is, we'll ask you that first. Team Boneyard, what does it mean to you guys to get the support from fans and everything? It's just like, because NIL wasn't a thing when I first got to school. Right. So for them to put a collective together that fast and produce the, you feel me, the benefits that it mm-hmm. to all the different teams, especially my guys, that mean the world to me. We had uh, somebody ask here yeah Wrightsville pirate wants to know ask him and i'm sure it's a popular topic i mean anytime money's involved but he said ask him how much nil is talked about amongst other players so like how much are y'all i don't know how much locker room banner are y'all just uh we really only reason it's being talked about now is because we you know what i mean we just had signed a new contract right. and stuff but other than that 
Mm. You try we not to hear the let ball. It. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's one of those things where it's a factor, but you can't let it. Yeah. You know, at the end you of the day. You can't let that become the main thing. Right. You're playing football. It's going to be a bigger problem. Mm-hmm. And all y'all have goals of, you know, making it to the next level as well, right. which, you know, can be a pretty good payout too. So, I mean, if you Definitely. take care of business, that, that can also be uh, something that, that is down the line. All right. ECU uh, Pirates backwards. He wants to know which offensive lineman on ECU is the toughest to go up against for you. Uh, I had to say Dustin Hall. Dustin Hall, because he's smart and he he bring it. <laughs> he seems like he's got a little bit of attitude to yeah. him on the field. He 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 a dog. I love going against Dustin now because I know it's gonna be good work and I know he ain't gonna be soft. You know what I mean? Right. What is uh, you know, when you're going up and he's played center and guard. Yeah. You know, for you, do you like playing more nose tackle or like, you know, shade or off, you know, in it between depends the guard? On, it really depends on what we're going against. Right. But if we got teams who will try to run, like, just downhill run, please put me in nose. Right. Because I'm going to You're center. just hitting that center yeah. every snap. But I, I do, I love y'all's scheme because of all the, the, the movements movement. and stuff. And, and you can line like, anywhere. You can bang, you can hit, bang, bang, bang. Right. Nothing you know. I'm, I'm moving around you, then it's over with. That's, uh, I love, you know, what Coach Tesh, what Coach Harold does. And I tell you what, Coach Tesh, man, I said <laughs> it with Coach Houston a few weeks ago. He doesn't get enough love. No, he don't. I feel don't. like he is, uh, he don't. He's, uh, you know, he does some crazy things on the practice field. I've seen him, like, get up and do up downs in the middle of practice. Yeah. What's it like <laughs> playing for that guy? Well, you know, he go bring, he go bring that energy, like you just said. He go bring that energy, and he don't try to, you feel me? Sh- over, how can I say it? Overpower his role, you know what I mean? Right, like overdo it almost. Yeah, because like when we were younger guys, I understood. I didn't understand at the moment, like why he was, like he would do the stuff he do to right. us. But now I look back, like dang, we needed that. Now he could talk to us like grown men, cause we that's how we carry ourselves. Right. No. Nah. When you're younger, you don't see that. But like you said, he don't get enough. You can see that development of the room. I yeah. think it speaks for itself what Facts. he's done with you guys. I mean, he's. Again, great coach, uh, and does a lot on special teams, too, that a yeah. lot of people don't recognize. Um, all right, OI Pirate, he says, what does Deontay think about our defense holding national champion Michigan to their lowest rushing total this year? I didn't even know that. Uh, he says, was that our game plan to stop the run at all costs? And we'll, we'll start there. He's got another question about, was there a safety that the Michigan player put his knee down in the end zone. All right, so let's start with lo- holding Michigan to their lowest run total of the year. That's going to be pretty cool. Yeah, but every game, that wasn't like every game is, every game plan for every game is to stop the run. You got to stop the run. Like, you can't stop the run, you can't win. Yeah. You know what I mean? We just seen that in the net. Yeah, I mean, if, if teams can run the ball, yeah. they can pass it whatever they want to do. Yeah. And it goes hand in hand. Uh, what was it like playing in the big house, though? I mean, like, you know. It was pretty cool. It was a good experience. But it was just like, I know if, we, if Dowdy had 100,000 people, it's going right. to be rowdy every second the game going. But it was just like the crowd. I'm the type of guy to feed off the crowd. Right. And it was like the crowd was just up and down as the team was going up and down. It didn't seem, and we were in the press box, it didn't seem like it was, like, overly loud. No, it wasn't. For 100,000 people. It was kind of weird. It was like a touchdown or something. Right. Like, something had to happen. Um and he wants to know, do you feel like it was a safety? What was that, the initial stop of the game? Y'all had him three and out? It yeah. like it was close. Do you remember I definitely, that? I definitely felt like it. we did. It was a safety. We deserved that safety. It was a safety. J.J. McCarthy was over the line of scrimmage, too, but hey. Yeah, for the touchdown. <laughs> yeah, that was, 
It is what it is. Started to the game. Man. Yeah. Uh, Enville Pirate, 1982, he says, is there an individual from another team that you're looking forward to facing again this year? Um, and you can go even a new, a new guy you were talking about, I know, before we went on the air. Yeah, uh, this could be the first time, well, the game opener against Norfolk State, this could be the first time I ever play against one of my high school teammates. Okay. College Pride. What's his name? College Pride. Oh, College, College Pride? Collis. Collis Pride. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, receiver. Like, so okay. that's definitely going to be fun. Do you have a – he wants to know, is there an opposing player, like, in the conference that was tougher than anybody you faced in Michigan? Like, opposing offensive linemen, I guess is what he's asking. Like, is there a guy mm. that was really good from the American that stands out? You know, Hainsworth from Tulane, that's always going to be he's a good, good – that's always going to be a good matchup. Uh, is he is he done with eligibility yet? I, feel I like think he, he might be. He's been there for – since I was in school. Yeah. But, uh, Hainsworth, and then, I'm trying to figure out. <laughs> uh, oh, at Marshall, we play, uh. Oh, Trent Holler? Trent, yeah. You know, he gonna, that's good work every right. time. Y'all know each other well. Yeah. By the end of, by the end of that game, his, I mean, his whole helmet was beat up. <laughs> Y'all are going at it pretty good, man. Yeah. Good work. He's at Memphis now, right? Yep. Yep. So, hey, maybe conference championship game, because yeah. I, I don't think there's a, a regular season matchup there. Um, A. Richardson wants to know, we kind of touched on this earlier, but if you could expand on it, how has wrestling in high school kind of shaped you into the player you are today? Just knowing that, like, dominance is going to give you that edge to win everything. And then just wrestling, I'm telling you, wrestling conditioning and stuff, that's different. It's a different world. Like, an hour and a half, two hours constantly moving in a hot room, like, with somebody it's, like leaning on you, it's I mean, different. It's, tough. it's yeah. different, but then just just help me get the mindset of wanting to just like dominate. Right. I don't worry, we'll get you. I don't think I could do wrestling, man. I'm not cut <laughs> out for it, so I'll leave it to you guys. Um, somebody wants to know about trolling the Cowboys and Mike Houston, who's uh, a big Cowboys fan. Talk, oh my god, that was ugly, man. In season every Sunday, my Cowboys are winning. Uh, he's like, he always has something to say about them Cowboys. I'm like, oh my god, they getting beat the worst way. <laughs> They're a in the regular season they can win. It's just in the playoffs. Yeah, man. I said they get beat the worst way. I was ready to text him. I was like, nah, I'm ready to troll. Did <laughs> <laughs> I post that on Twitter? I, I mean, let's be real. Cowboys fans deserve it because they think they're yeah all year round. It's they always think they're the like greatest thing, and then they get to the playoffs. And the Packers, I don't even think the Packers are any good, and they just smoked them. That boy Jordan Love looked good. He was though. balling. He looked good, and they defense fire. Do you have a, do you have a favorite NFL team? Yeah, who? I like the Commanders. Oh god, <laughs> you can only <laughs> say kind, so it much. It was inherited then. though. Okay. It was like my pops, my grandpa. You're in, you're from Both that my area, grandpa. Virginia too. Yeah. So yeah, that's all I grew up around. Hey, number two pick. Who should they draft? I don't mean, they, there's gonna be some quarterbacks available. We need some. We need O lineman to take care of the quarterback. You think so? So roll with Sam Howell and get him some yeah. O lineman. It'll be interesting to see where they go. I think he'll winner. I feel like he'll yeah. winner. I mean, he was doing good till midseason and yeah. then just kind of went downhill. But he's a solid quarterback. Uh, RB Pirate Five wants to know: In one sitting, how many wings can you crush, and what is your sauce of choice? One sitting. Yeah. I'm going for mm, 15. Like, 15. 15, 16, and then my wings could be like sweet and spicy, or right. like. Some honey barbecue or something like that. You got ranch or blue cheese? Ranch. I can't stand blue cheese. 
I'm not a blue cheese guy. I feel like everybody goes ranch, but you I know gotta go ranch. There are some blue cheese fans out there. Uh, the minority of them are. Uh, ECU <laughs> Steve says, "Who among the coaching staff would win an arm wrestling competition?" It, I, if Chris Foster was still here, I feel like it'd be him. But obviously, he's at Northwest. We could count uh, strength coaches too. Yeah, you can go strength coach coaches. Farmer. Coach hey, Farmer. Coach Farmer, unit, yo. Yeah, he's he's pretty jacked. Yes. What about the actual on field coaches? Mm. <laughs> I feel like Coach Houston was looking pretty jacked. Dow swole. Don't Dallas? let don't let them clothes fool y'all. Coach Dow's is swole, yo. So Dow's first Houston. Who you taking? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Coach. I'm going Coach Dow. Okay. I'm going Dow's. About to play this for him. Um, <laughs> How much are you enjoying the, uh, you know, obviously the offensive staff? Somebody wants to know, have, have you burned a boat yet? Because they always, they're always tweeting about yeah. the. Uh, Y'all gonna find out what that means soon. Yeah, but burning nah, the boats. Not yeah. yet. Not yet. So waiting on that. Yeah. What's your favorite uh, uniform combo? Is what Pirate Treasure and Z will know. Y'all had some good black, ones this year, man. Black helmet, purple face mask, purple jersey, uh, and black pants. So y'all wore that the two lane game this yeah. year. That I. I I look fire, man. Was so I was fire. a huge fan of that. And then that black, white, black. Yeah. Black helmet, white jersey, black. But then I, we at home, I'm going, ooh. I like that purple on gold. Yeah. I mean, honestly, man, y'all don't really have a, a combo I don't like. Yeah. It's one of those things where. We be trying to switch to, it up, man. Give yeah. different new looks. It was like, almost like the you know the black helmet, purple jersey, black pants. It reminded me of the Baltimore Ravens. Uh-huh. So I really like that one. Definitely. Um, but I, it looked good. Uh, toughest conference and out of conference road environment to play at for you. What what's kind of if there are any any American schools stand out? I mean, some of these places don't have a ton of fans, but mm. there have been a few. Like I know when UCF was in the league, it was a good yeah, good road no, environment. Cincy going to Cincy, Cincy. when they was in that was uh, a fun, fun place to play. Yeah. Uh, are you looking forward to? Uh, I like going to App State too. App State, yeah. they be trolling. I love that. That was cool. Yeah, their students were right on the field, so yeah. they're getting on you guys. <laughs> Are you looking forward to playing at ODU and, and at Liberty this year back yeah. in your home state? Definitely. You have some family All my friends can be there. Yeah, that'll Hopefully. be good. Yeah, toughest player to defend. I guess this could be your own team in practice or opposing game, and obviously, you know, you're more just trying to yeah eat up space or you know take on a lineman. But is there any? I don't know, any skill guys you're trying to tackle in open space? <laughs> Outside of the guy from Charlotte you decluded? <laughs> uh, Jay Bond. Any time my team from last year? Yeah, I guess uh, you go Jay Bond and Jalen. Them boys, they're, they're yeah. going to try to make you look like a fool. <laughs> Yeah, I they were trying to make you look like a fool. Javis had a couple runs, scrimmages. I was just like, yeah. wow. Um, so he's a big, big player. Uh, Sports Samurai Chat so on YouTube says, "What is the loudest you have heard Dowdy Ficklin Stadium? Is there a moment? I feel like it's got to be the NC State NC game, State. right? When y'all had that goal line stand. Yeah, that was so crazy. That was wild. <laughs> I think every single one of y'all hit him on that play. That was so crazy. Um, all right, so you're a big baseball guy. You uh you called the Cam Clanch home run. What was that? Was that last year? Yeah. So who who do you uh, he says Straw wants to know what teammate do you plan to introduce to the jungle this year? Uh, my D tackles they always like they're if gone. I'm out there they gonna always be with me. But uh, I want to introduce like the young guys who gonna be here the next couple right. years. 
introduce them and let them know like it's more to it than just football, right? Just let them know like it really be lit out there. Yeah, it's crazy. You get into it. You have to get the Ohio State transfer, uh, Jaden McKenzie. I don't think they play a ton of baseball. Yeah, you know, out there. It's not a big baseball. He gonna be with us. Though. I know for a fact. Like he ready. He's ready to go. Yeah, once we all. Because right now, it's only we really split up right. with the groups because our classes. But once we all get together, he's going to be straight. We're going to all be out there. Uh, Strauss wants to know, have you teamed up with the baseball media team to vlog from the jungle this year? Like do a No, video. I haven't. Hopefully, I get the opportunity. Maybe. And y'all obviously got spring ball going on in the middle of, yeah. of baseball season or the heart of it. So maybe after spring ball. Yep. Um, all right. So Spider-Man sack celebration. <laughs> you, J.D. Lampley, Elijah Morse, y'all had the sack at FAU. Yeah. Everybody was getting a sack. Yeah. Y'all did the Spider-Man celebration. <laughs> How did that come about? Uh, I remember we was in the hotel the night before. I think we seen, we see, it was like an actual, like the clip, like a, a meme of it. That's right, what it was. It was a meme of it. And then J.D. was like, bro, this would be so tough if we did this. So when J.D. had got the sack, I think he started off, he got the first sack, then I had got one, and then JD had, uh, JD had got the sack, and he was turned up, and he was like, he's like, Spider-Man, Spider-Man, Spider-Man! So then, that's why you see all us, like, celebrating, then we right. just turn around and do it, and then it was like, it just turned to be an iconic moment. Because it's like one of those things, you probably, y'all probably talked about a lot of potential celebrations yeah. or something, but, but like, you don't really think about it in the moment. Yeah, like, it, really when it actually comes to fruition, yeah. y'all were kicking their tail, and uh, you actually get, doing a game, like, that's pretty awesome, man. Like, yeah, and we made college game day. It's got to be something you always remember, for sure. In Forever Pirate Peas, you want to know how do you decide what celebration to do after getting a tackle or loss for sack, or for, for loss or a sack. So, we, we all try and top it this year, is my question. Can you top it? We definitely could. Okay. By that time the season get here, it's probably gonna be so much more viral stuff that happen. It's only January. Right. So you're, you're you know time. things go viral week to week. So it's gonna be probably so much different stuff. So y'all 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 have time to plan it out, work on it. Definitely. Um, who is the fastest D lineman? Is that a thing? Who's who's the fastest? <laughs> you say? Do y'all run sprints? Is run sprints? Ooh, they gonna kill me. They gonna be mad at me. It's between these. Mm. Oh, I'm not in there. It's between Sue, E, and CJ. Okay. Mills, that, that boy can run. He can run? He can run. Huh. Sue, so, you know, Sue just the, right. Sue the, the vet. He still got to remind I CJ. Like, like, yeah, I feel like Sue rides pretty it. quick. So. Yeah. Some boys fast, so they can run. Right. So it'll be kind of a, a race between those two guys. Yeah. We'll have to get that going. Uh, and the last question from St. Pete Pirate. What's your favorite meal around Greenville or back home? You can go Ooh. both if you want to name them. Back home, I'm going to, if I'm feeling messy, I'm going to the restaurant called El Caparel and then Witty. Then I'm going to Brothers Pizza and then Witty. They spot on. There's the spots? Yeah. What about Greenville? Any specific In Greenville, uh, I'm going Coco's. Coco's okay. Sports Bar. Yeah, it's a good they spot. Got, yeah, they got the dollar wings Monday through Wednesday. There so you go. We're coming through clutch. So, so we could have gone and watched the playoffs last night, Dollar Wings. Yeah. So. Who, who, all right, last question for real. Who's going to win the Super Bowl? I'm going for You know who I'm going for. I'm going for the Ravens. My boy. Okay. Keaton Mitchell. Got to. I understand. 
hate to see that injury, man, but yeah. he's, he's got a bright future. He good, Doc. Regardless. He good. No doubt. Well, Deontay, man, this has been a lot of fun. We appreciate it. We'll appreciate get, y'all. You know, you and uh, Savone. Still can't get over saying that. <laughs> uh, and uh, we'll have Elijah Morris on next week. We'll get y'all on three times uh, throughout the spring and summer leading up to the season. We also got Chad Stevens and J.D. Lampley scheduled yeah. to come on as well. <laughs> so uh, looking forward to it, man. I guess we'll have the whole – We'll have the whole Spider-Man crew on <laughs> at some point. We can get that going on the air. But appreciate it, man. We're looking you. forward to uh, you know your senior year and watching you this this fall, man. Can't wait for it. Deontay Johnson, appreciate his time again today. All right, let's get our final break in. Philip and I will come back. We'll talk some basketball. Pirates hosting North Texas on Wednesday. And the Mean Green, probably one of the more underrated basketball programs in the country. We'll tell you why to close the show. This is Hoist the Colors on a Tuesday. What's happening, man? What's happening? Tell me. What's happening? Every ECU fan's one stop for all things ECU athletics. This is Hoist the Colors with Stephen Igo on 94.3 The Game. All right. Welcome back into Hoist the Colors. Final segment here on this Tuesday. Fun conversation with Deontay Johnson, ECU senior. Defensive lineman. We'll have him on again a couple of times. Elijah Moore set to join us next Monday. We'll be streaming early due to ECU Baseball Media Day, so he'll be in that morning. We'll uh, live stream at 9.30, and then it'll replay 12 noon on 94.3 the game. All right, we got a couple minutes left here. By the way, no show tomorrow because of women's basketball, and uh, that'll be the Education Day, 11 a.m. Rice taking on East Carolina. 94.3 the game. We'll have coverage. Scott Rogers, Rob Maloney will be inside Minji's Coliseum calling that game 11 a.m. on Wednesday. All right, Philip Pilkington producing. When when I say North Texas basketball, Philip, you're a pretty big basketball guy. Do you feel like this is a – I don't know. Do, do you feel like people realize how good North Texas basketball is, or is it just kind of another random team from Texas? It's another random team from Texas for me until uh, we had our pre-show meeting and you uh, read off some of the stats and saw that they are one of the most impressive defensive teams in the nation. And they've had just a, a culture of winning. These are their records from the last six years. This was under Grant McCaslin. 20-18, and 21-12, and 20-11, and 18-10, 25-7. Last year, 31-7 and seven NIT champions. 16-4 and four in Conference USA. Their coach left for Texas Tech. They promoted from within. I'm looking at KenPom.com, Philip. North Texas ranks 33rd in adjusted defense. They rank 362nd in tempo. And according to KenPom, that is dead last, which means this is going to be a very slow-paced basketball game. That means you got to make every possession count. And when you are a tough defensive team and you're playing a tough defensive team, it's even more so that way. And um, this might be first one to 50. They've been crushing teams, and they shoot the ball well from three. Great defense. It'll be interesting to see how tomorrow plays out. Again, 7 o'clock tip-off. North Texas 3-0 in the league. They're tied for first. ECU coming off the loss to SMU looking to bounce back. We'll have coverage on hoistthecolors.net. Again, no show tomorrow. 94 through the game will carry women's basketball start at 11 a.m. as the Lady Pirates host the Rice Owls. We'll be back Thursday to break down the game against North Texas and more. We'll talk to you then on Hoist the Colors. 
This has been Hoist the Collars with your host, Stephen Igo. Tune in weekdays at noon for all things ECU sports. Get a recap.